Hey, it's your friendly neighborhood host and producer of Music Box, Malik. I just want to stop real quick before we got into the episode and tell you about this really cool thing that's happening if you're located in New York City, like I am. Fun little fact if you didn't know that. This Wednesday, yep, this Wednesday, September 21st at 7 p.m., the New York Public Radio will be having its annual fundraising event, which is also celebrating the 40-year anniversary of New Sounds with John Schaefer. If you don't know what New Sounds is, it's an amazing genre-bending show that's highlighted a ton of amazing musicians for nearly four decades, if you didn't get that part, that airs every night at 11 p.m. on 93.9 FM or WMYC.org. There's a ton of live music from some really amazing acts, including a DJ set. And also, if you're looking to spice up your night, you can also do a VIP package with bowling rentals with WNYC hosts as well. And you get to hang out and mingle with on-air and podcast talent hosts and producers. And speaking of that, no, I don't work at WNYC, but... I'm going to be there. So if you want to stop by and say hi, you can say hi to me as well. It's a really fun night and it's all going to support the great cause of public radio. I started my career in the audio space working in college radio, and it's so necessary to have these spaces for people to be able to highlight acts who are putting in the time making their dues and just need the audience to support them and shout out now and highlight them. It, it works wonders. I've seen it happen over and over again. And the best way you can do that and support not just musicians, but also the people who are doing the work to find them and bring them to your ears. So it's so necessary and so important. So while it's all fun that you get to hear music and it's fun that we're bowling, it is here for a deeper, amazing, enriching reason. So I hope you make it out there. And I hope to see you there. You can find more details about the whole event at newsounds.org. Full lineup, details on ticket pricing, along with the VIP package, everything you need to know. And with all that being said, I hope to see you there. But enough of me talking. And let's get you on to the episode, which is more of me talking. See you later. Hello and welcome to Music Box. My name is Malik. I'm your host, and each week we sit down and talk to musicians about their life, work, and hobbies while we don't doodle jam. And this week I have two fourths of the band Haunter. How's it going? Pretty good. We're stoked to be here. Thanks for having us. Yeah, man, this is awesome. I'm, I'm glad you were able to make some time for us. Absolutely. So on podcast land, I get to see, I'm seeing both of your faces, but people on podcast land can't. So can you say your name and what you do for the band so everyone can kind of put voices to names? Sure. I'm Lucy, and I'm the vocalist of Haunter. Uh, I'm Enoma. Uh, I am the guitarist and uh, founder of Haunter. Awesome. So I wanted to start this like off the bat and just say I love just the sound and the energy of the band there. And just having that combination of rock and electronic, like I am a huge fan of both those genres in different aspects but also to see them merge in such a unique and interesting way. I just want to start off the bat and just say that both, like the whole band, you an absolutely amazing job and I can't wait to see what you guys have in store with Go. So I just want to, I've been listening to you guys all day, even before then to prep for the interview, but all day I've been listening to the remixes, the songs. Nice. And so Thanks I just want to so give a shout much. out up top there. Thank you. Appreciate that. We're, we're all kind of like, rock and metal people so it just when we decided to make pop I feel like it just kind of bled over in, in a nice way you know <laughs> get that flavor in there a little spicy you know <laughs> for sure I mean 
I looking at the bio for the band, I see some former emo kids and one metalhead. So I mean, I feel like it's I have to ask, who is the metalhead? It's me. (laughs) (laughs) Surprise. Yeah, I also I have a metal band called Apotheca here in Houston. So um, in two bands, pop band and a metal band and a tattoo. So that's basically my whole life, pretty much. (laughs) Got to keep them busy. So I mean, in terms of just bouncing around with genres, like how do you feel when it goes from working on two genres for people that might people might initially seem like, oh, wow, wow, like pop leaning music and then having metalcore like hardcore music like might seem like worlds different but there are people who can like love and appreciate both I mean like how do you make that switch to like different genres and what each band might entail for what you need I mean really it's not to me and this is just me I'm kind of a hippie so to me music is music I don't care what you know genre to it, it all runs together now, you know what I'm saying? There's like country pop and like goth cholo music or whatever. So to me, there's like no genres. I just want to make good music. I don't care if it sounds more, you know, pop or more metal or whatever. To me, it's not really that big of a transition. It's just like something I really enjoy and, and whatever the, uh, the instrumentals are kind of dictate what I'm doing, but to me, it's all just music. I have, you know, no preference and it's just fun for me. So it's, it's not a big, like, I also sing like country. I love singing jazz. So I mean, literally everything for me, it's just, I, I love to sing. So whenever I get to open my mouth and make notes, like it's not really that big of a difference between the two. And, and most of the fans, like, cause I've been in Apotheca longer than I've been in Haunter, but my fans that I met with Apotheca also really love Haunter, which is crazy. Like I just, I tattooed a guy yesterday that I've known for like 10 years. And uh, he was like, we were literally listening to your your uh, songs on the way up here for Haunter and that stuff just goes, so it, he's like tatted down like old metal guy with like a huge beard. And he's like, dude, that shit goes so hard. So it definitely crosses over pretty easily, I think so. Not a big jump for me, but a lot of people are surprised when they hear me actually singing all these high notes when they're used to me, you know, screaming or whatever. So it's an interesting transition, but but not a difficult one, you know, it's just fun for me. Absolutely. I mean, so it's been, when I was, tr- I was trying to do like some peeking around and I saw that the Twitter existence since 2017. So I mean, how long, with the band existing for around that long, if I'm just getting, going off like that estimate, I mean, how do you feel the band has evolved over time from, like, first forming the band to now? Oh, man. Goodness. That's a hell of a question. I mean... Hard-hitting questions here. Right? Yeah, really. I don't know. It hasn't really changed that much for me. (laughs) To be honest with you, I don't really pay attention to what other people are doing. I just pay attention to, like, my own art. And I don't know if that's like an asshole thing to say or not, but it's the truth. Um, I don't really pay attention to like industry or like what people are wanting or what people like or what their, you know, preference of music is or like how it changes through time. I don't really like lean into that. I just kind of, you know, I do my own thing, I guess. So hasn't really changed a whole lot for me because <laughs> I do whatever I want so <laughs> has not changed a whole lot like 
I probably sound like an asshole, but you know, but it no, is what no. it is. I'm just being honest. <laughs> no, 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 not at all. So um, I think for me, like when I started Haunter, like I definitely had like a really solid vision of where we would go and what we would look like, sound like. Um, so I think we've just really remained true to that. Like the things that you're seeing, like a lot of times bands will kind of just like put out the first five songs they ever wrote together. And like, that's an EP and they ride that wave until they can afford to do a full length. Like, but with Haunter, I was really super intentional about banking a lot of songs. So we're slow rolling it and releasing everything. So everything that you're seeing is a result of being really meticulously curated, like from the photos that we put out to the graphic art that we that we collaborate with uh, our guy Cameron to the songs that we're releasing, like we're releasing them in a certain order and it's all part of a bigger picture that will be revealed one day. Like we're, there's a lot in the chamber and there's still a lot to, to share, but as far as our evolution, like what you're seeing is just us executing like a vision that I that I've put together and a kind of a, a plan that I had for us ever since the inception of the band. Mm-hmm. See, he's the more like analytical one, and Noma likes to plan. He wants to be ahead of the thing, and I'm just like chilling. <laughs> you need you need both Literally of those. Literally, just in the a band. hippie. I'm I'm a hippie in the wrong era, so I'm just hanging out you know <laughs> like yeah I, I let me let me worry about the logistics like I, yeah that's see that's the things that i'm not good at i just know how to sing like all right so that's all i got <laughs> i know what my strengths are you know? i feel that pain my day job is just like a lot of writing and so i'm just like ah my mood and da, 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 da. and then i have my managers like you you can't do this we need you to write something like today <laughs> right um, like you have to do this thanks like <laughs> not really much of a choice but that's all right like i, I like being to. under pressure like that though i think do you work well under pressure do you think like when you're writing under pressure or is it hard for you i think i exclusively write under pressure that makes sense no that does make sense at least you can still do it because some people can't like perform like that you know what i mean so that's that's really cool for you actually it's well, I think Lucy, you uh, you do really well under pressure. I mean, when you think about like the way we write and record our songs, like you come in pretty much under the wire, like to do yeah. any of this stuff. Like it's, I don't think we, I don't think we give you enough shine for that. Um, Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll I'll share a little bit. Just um, part of our writing process is like. Um, Lucy really doesn't hear any of the music for the the songs or the demos until she's ready to record vocals. Like she won't hear ideas until like literally she touches down in LA and we're at the studio with our producer. And that's the first time she hears like 99.9% of all the material. What? Yep. I might might get like a chord progression or something beforehand, but even then like 90% of the time it's like changed by the time I get there. So I kind of get like a little tiny peak, but that's, that's about it. Just, yeah, it's, it's pretty, um, what's the word? Just like, I don't know. It's just kind of, uh, 
it's it spontaneous magically yeah there you go very spontaneous for sure like I told them that I kind of prefer that because when I hear something so far in advance I have time to just sit there and think about it and think about it and I'm gonna you know what I'm saying just take my time and kind of dwell on it and then I start thinking too hard because I'm like an anxious person I don't know if y'all know what that well I know no one knows what that's like but kind of an anxious person so I don't want to sit there and just have the time to freak out about it so I would much rather work under that pressure and just hear the songs on some nice speakers in a good studio where I'm going to feel the music the first time I hear it instead of just listening to it like in my airpods or you know my car or whatever I, I like to my I like for my first impression just to be there at the studio get the energy from the songs I kind of write down like keywords as I'm going as far as like energy or whatever what you know like what I'm hearing with the chord progressions or just to get the kind of the vibe and the energy of the song like is this I'll write down like heartbreak or bittersweet or romantic or whatever and just kind of write a song based off of those things so I appreciate working under pressure it's honestly I feel like I work better like that because I don't have the time to like think about it I just you know whatever comes first is a lot of the time what's right you know what I mean so I yeah I don't know I just um I hate to just be like yeah it's just easy for me but I mean it's like it just flows out like I told Anoma he's like man sometimes I have trouble like writing lyrics like coming up with stuff and for me like as soon as I sit down it's just like just flows out of me like water you know as soon as I get like the energy of the song it's like game over you know just super super fast with the ideas and working with Tyler and Anoma and everybody else is you know we we all at least have one great idea per song so it works out pretty pretty well really yeah like Lucy and I will like Lucy and I write write the majority of the majority of the lyrics rather. Like Lucy definitely comes in with the lion's share of the work, and then I'll come in with like, "Hey, this is kind of where I was thinking or what I was feeling." And usually, she and I are pretty aligned off the jump as far Most as like where yeah. we are with mm -hmm. like kind of where we are just emotionally and like what feeling the song inspires. And so, like, we're really able to give a lot of back and forth, like. She does again. I, I got to give credit where credit is. She definitely does the lion's share of the of the lyric writing. But like, I'll come in with suggestions on lines or how we can turn a phrase. And then you know, mm -hmm. we're, we're we're fortunate enough to work with um, Tyler, who is an insanely insanely talented producer, songwriter, and an He's amazing ridiculous. human being. Absolutely ridiculous. And so the three of us will like just start vibing and then just get really excited about ideas and just be able to bounce things off of each other. So, and it's it's cool because, you know, working with Tyler, like he has this saying, just like embrace the suck, which yeah. is really cool. <laughs> Cause it's, 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 it's literally all about like, hey, don't self edit. Like, mm -hmm. like why would you like put a stopgap on your creativity? Like mm -hmm. get the idea out and let it sit in the context of the song and if it works great but if it doesn't you'll know pretty quickly whether right. or not that like feels right or it was like ah oh, that line feels weird or mm -hmm. a rhyme scheme or that cadence just doesn't 
help the flow. What if we do this or what if we do that? And like, we've created an environment where we're all fearless. Like mm-hmm. no one, no one is sitting there with like an ego or being like, oh, this is my idea and I, I want this because it's mine. It's more of like, hey, I think this sounds cool. Y'all let me know what's up. And we either like rock with it or we don't. Mm-hmm. And then we're just like, okay, cool. That wasn't the idea for the song, but yeah. I'll get it on the next one. But we'll try like everybody will, you know, throw out their ideas. We'll try literally anything as long as it's whatever's best for the song. Like none of us are biased and like well my idea is better we just kind of we try literally everything and see what it sounds like and whatever sticks sticks man you know that's about as simple as i could put that (laughs) sure i mean how long did it take to get there i mean i'm not assuming that everyone was walking in with egos when starting with the band but like how long did it get to that point where all of you trust each other to be like okay hey like no bad ideas like throw what what's out there and like let's explore and play and see what comes up in these songs i think that was pretty instantaneous really i mean we were honestly we didn't <laughs> it's kind of crazy but we didn't really know each other like before we went and recorded so i think me and me and Noma played a show together i was in a band and he was in a different band at house of blues in houston and we didn't really know each other he messaged me like two years later or something and was like hey man like it's me and Noma from this band remember me <laughs> and I was like oh what's up and randomly it was just like I remember your voice and I was wondering if you would be interested in being in a pop band and going and recording in LA and I was just like all right <laughs> like just literally that random like out of nowhere so I think we met like twice or something before we actually like met up in LA so not not really knowing each other kind of forced us to trust each other because we're like here in this random studio in another state with random people you know random videographer that I don't know and I'm just like all right (laughs) (laughs) yeah so it's pretty much we were I'm not gonna say forced because it didn't feel forced at all it felt natural but it definitely you know came pretty naturally to like put everything out there because you know just like Tyler said he was like there's no bad ideas just throw everything out there and I'm, I'm not scared to do that even if I think an idea is like maybe terrible like maybe it's not you know so of course we're artists and we all doubt ourselves so like absolutely artists if throw everything out you know and it works it does work yeah like it's it it was weird like it it was weird how quickly we just trusted each other Mm-hmm. Like, like, it, like it just kind of happened like Lucy and I had barely known each other like our bass player Mark he and I had known each other for maybe hand handful of months before we went to go record but like even mm-hmm. then we didn't hang out a whole lot and then um, my our guitarist Mike is was actually like one of my best friends and even then, like when we first started, like he wasn't even like in the band. He just kind of came to shoot video and, and, and take photos and then just kept making really cool suggestions on the music and just kind of like it fit the vibe. And we all got along really well. And we're just like, mm-hmm. do we want to try to do this? Like for real, for real? And yes. it, it just it just kind of worked just right out the gate it's weird yeah 
I guess that means it was meant to be, you know, and it just works out like so easily and so randomly like that. I, I try not to fight the universe. And that was just one of those things that happened. He asked me, and it's funny because I was already thinking about starting like an R&B project or something. And then I was like, I want to try something different. And just rent. I was like, okie dokie. So here we are. <laughs> Is that the name of the album? Like do I say that again? Is that the name of the album, Okie Dokie? Right, Okie Dokie. Yeah. So the, so the working titles for the album are Okie Dokie uh, or Fuck Around and Find Out. Yes. Pretty or solid names. Yeah. yeah. I, honestly, like, Loki, I was, I was joking, but that, that, might, that might just be it. Fuck Around and Find Out might go hard. Yeah, we, we we have a we have a joke that um, when people have little PP energy, we just tell them that <laughs> they're all sack. Like you're all sack. <laughs> you're all <laughs> someone's sack. face. Damn. We yeah, were like, we're no cat, all sack. <laughs> we kept saying a full, a full six months of that. No cack, all sack. <laughs> no no cack, all sack. And then Michael, what the fuck? <laughs> oh, that was a good one. Oh man. Oh man. Honestly, poor Michael. Really, poor Michael. RIP Mike. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, we yeah. we did kind of run that one into the ground. Yeah. Sorry, buddy. That was our Anyway. <laughs> no, you're good. If, this, if these episodes had titles, I would call this episode you no know, all sack. But yes! I'm not. there's no episode titles, but I wanted to shift gears a little bit. Um yes. Anoma, you mentioned that when we release things, you're releasing things for the band it's all piece of the puzzle for a larger picture. So I wanted to talk about the latest piece of the puzzle, which is Go. And so I want to talk about the process of that and the headspace. And I mean, Lucy, you mentioned that you were you write down like words and things that come to mind when you first hear the song. So what was the process of coming up with the song? And like, what were some of the words that you wrote down when you were listening to the track for the first time and seeing where it was at? Oh man, we, so crazily enough, me and Anoma are always going through like the same things in life at the same time for whatever reason. And at the time we were both kind of going through like breakups, separations, whatever. And um, so when we were sitting there, we both got, I think the first word that I wrote down for this honestly was bittersweet was the first thing, just because the chord progression was very like, sounded very kind of like, not quite sad, you know, but just kind of like reminiscing about stuff, you know, I was writing down things like, um, like old times, you know, like kind of thinking about like the past and kind of being really nostalgic was another word. Um, it was very, yeah, the bittersweet was, the, I think, really, honestly, the first thing that I wrote down for this song. And it is, you know, it's like, basically, the message of the song is like leaving when you just know that it's time to leave, you know, but it's saying that I'm still all right and I'm still going to keep going, which is why the song is called Go. Like, we might have to go, but I'm still going to go either way. Like, it's, we're going to be all right. So it is very bittersweet. It's kind of sad, you know, thinking about, you know, separating, but at the same time, there's always growth from that. So there's, that's literally what this song is. So bittersweet, I would say, is like the the keyword for sure that's yeah i think that was actually the first like literally the first word i wrote down so yeah yeah like came together pretty easily for us i think really 
Yeah. So when I'm thinking about that song, there was a lot of like, so yeah, to kind of piggyback up what Lucy was saying was just like, it is a lot about just letting, like literally letting go of like things that don't serve you or things that just kind of weigh you down because we, we really were at, at this point in our lives where people were trying to distract us from our purpose. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like it was all fun and games. Like there's a lot of times, like if I get involved with someone and God, this is gonna sound so fucking like egotistical, but like people who like the idea of being with an artist or a musician until it's time for them to create art. Yep. Nope. And, 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 then <laughs> and then when you're actually away, like, cause like, we don't, we don't do this full time yet, you know, but so they get the allure or the bragging rights that come with dating quote unquote right. a creative that's actually trying to do something. And they're like, oh, it's so great. It's amazing. It's awesome. Like, aren't they so talented until it's time for you have to to deal with it? (laughs) Until you actually have to do the work. And then you're away for a few weeks at a time and you're not answering their phone calls or responding to their texts because you're actually working. Like you're doing the thing that you say fills your cup and leaves you inspired. And like the thing that they supposedly fell for you for, they're now trying to hold against you because you're not making time for them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and so it was like we were both dealing with like people who were trying to drain us of our energy Mm -hmm. at the time and like I get it because they don't they're not creative so they don't understand it but that shit's whack yeah it's fucking whack like all we wanted to do was take time for ourselves and for our closest friends to write songs that meant something to us and to have a, a cool experience. Cause like, not to, I get maybe, fuck it. Maybe, it, maybe even like really to brag, like the fact that we're an unsigned band working with a producer that's literally Grammy nominated currently, currently this dude has two tracks, one and two on the fucking hot, like trending rock songs in the fucking country right Damn. now, Damn. like on Billboard. Go look that shit up. That is certified. That's Tyler Smith. The band Ooh. is falling in reverse. Like those are fucking yep. facts. Yep. Those are fucking facts. And the fact that I, that me, and my small fucking band is like in LA taking up his time working on songs. Like I don't get that shit regularly. That's not an everyday sort of thing. That's a once in a once a year type shit right and it's special yeah for sure it's special but someone was trying to drain us of our energy at that time they're like i don't care that you're with this person that you're doing this one thing that you're excited about you shouldn't be worried about that you should be focused on me and what's going on at home and it's like fuck that i can't <laughs> like i straight up can't like i you know said, I, like it is, it's real. Like I mean, so, we wrote we wrote that song from that perspective. It's not that we don't care, but this time that we have is fucking precious, and sure what we do with it, like it does wonders for us. Like I can't tell you like how this this the work that we get to do with Tyler, like fills all of our cups because we realize that it's special. We realize that we don't it get is. a lot of opportunities to do something at this level. 
you know? And so when we're there, we're focused, we're oh, locked yeah. in. So it's very much that, work, very much work for sure. People are like, oh, cool, LA, yeah, party. And I'm like, dude, literally, it's like a full time job. It is dope, you know, it's sick, but it's definitely a lot yeah. of work. Like, you yeah, don't go out and like drink, get wasted. Like, it's definitely just like nine it's, to. It, it's, it's the job we, we yeah. like we take that shit seriously because like when you think Definitely. about not just like who he is and what he's accomplished but it's like just like he's our friend and making time for us so we're mm-hmm. not gonna sit there and just be like oh well we'll just fuck off for the day it's like no we we've got two weeks to turn out three fucking amazing songs mm-hmm. so we better get to work yep. so that requires us to be very present and so Go was written from a perspective of like having people trying to distract you from like what your current purpose was, which was to focus on music, focus on the art and your craft and be really mm-hmm. present in the process mm-hmm. and being able to say, hey, I may still care for you, but what you're doing right now is, is going against my purpose and I can't mm-hmm. be around someone like that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, at the the core of it, we just want to make art, you know, and we're we're both just dealing with that. So literally, like this song was coming out of like living, like the lyrics. Read the lyrics. We were literally living that experience, like as we were writing it. So it was very definitely felt very real. Like hearing it when it was done being recorded afterwards, I was like, man, this is kind of a lyrically like very hard hitting like it sounds it's very still like kind of upbeat like lighthearted, you know but the lyrics are like pretty heavy really so it came from that you know trying to keep trying to keep it upbeat while it's not upbeat you know what I'm saying and realizing that you just can't do that for people so that we were definitely living the same thing at the same exact time so it came really easily for us for sure for sure very yeah. natural both of you mentioned that it's a lot of work to go to LA and like when you're there for those two weeks and like you're working on tracks it's a lot but I also wanted to touch on the aspect of like once the songs are done it's getting your name out there it's like mm-hmm. going to do we talked about it a little bit before like going to do the TikToks it's going to like get your name out there it's going to do stupid little podcasts like this um, nah, you're great. I, I mean, <laughs> I mean, like, I mean, I know, but <laughs> I, I mean, I'm like, well, thank you, no. But I mean, right. when it comes down to like that aspect of like after the songs are done, after you have the vision for the project and where you want to go, and having to find a way to repeatedly reintroduce yourself to people to try and get more attention and try to get people to like be aware of the projects. Like, how does that feel? What's the process for the band? And like, how does it feel? I'm gonna let you go first, Sonoma. So I think it, so like, I think for me, like it is very much, it is work. Like I literally will get up, I'll wake up in the morning and the first thing I do is I check the socials. Like I'll see, I'll check our TikTok to see if anyone's left us like comments and I'll be like, okay, cool. I got to get back to those. Or if I haven't tweeted in a while, like I'll just really like, I mean, you've seen my tweets. Like I just write whatever 
ridiculous unhinged bullshit that I could think of. But it works. Um, yeah, I mean, like so, sometimes I'll, I'll get like a random shower thought, and I'll be like, "Oh, this this will work." Right? I basically just t- treat the band accounts like my own personal account, and I'll just say whatever shit comes to mind, like whatever caption I think of. I'm just like, "Cool," I'll just throw that out there into the ether and see if it sticks, because like I figure or I feel that like someone will someone will fuck with it, like. I don't want to like, I don't want to edit myself. Like everyone kind of finds like your audience will find you if you're making enough noise. Yeah. And, and that's tough sometimes because it feels like you're screaming in space a lot. Yep. Like, a lot of, like, lot of competition out there, but. Yeah. It's not, it's not even just competition. It's just literally like, there's so many things that take people's attention. Like it's, People have their own shit going on and like you've got to do something really unique or funny or interesting or something that connects at the right time with the right person mm-hmm. to go to, to hit that light switch and be like, oh, wow, that was really cool or funny or interesting or weird or that's a thought that I had. And they're like, let me look into it. Let's, let's dive deeper. And then they start realizing there's this plethora of content from this artist that like started saying something that made them at least be like oh you know i kind of wonder what they're about yeah mm-hmm. and then they start digging they start looking into your let's say if they find this on tiktok like they'll be like most people for some reason i don't know i don't understand how spotify got so heavy in the game but like spotify and tiktok like literally the thing that i hear the most like through our comments is like let me tell you how fast I ran to Spotify after I discovered you. And like, they're looking and they're seeing all of our songs or they're like, oh, hey, I saw you on this TikTok and then I went to go check out your Instagram or your Apple Music or your Amazon page. Like, mm-hmm. And there's this, this discovery that's happening all through that. And then once they say, okay, I rock with this piece of content, I see them putting out a bunch of other stuff like this. Oh man, this band is really good. Like they actually have a bunch of stuff that like, no one knows about yet and they feel like they're in on the ground floor now and so they're part of something cool and part of something big and that's like that's exciting and so it's been really cool to to be a part of that and it only just kind of stems from us being kind of our weird authentic selves and just Mm -hmm. fucking around and finding out that's it (laughs) that's exactly it yeah it's just kind of trial and error and I mean we've seen kind of what people gravitate towards so we just kind of go with like whatever people are responding to the most and like we were saying earlier it's not always the things that we're expecting that are gonna pop off I I don't know why that's the way it works but it's just totally random what people are into and it's really hard to I mean as we all know it's like really hard to keep anybody's attention and, and hold that attention for more than, you know, five seconds. So it's like, whatever we're doing, we're just trying to think about, you know, if, if anybody heard five seconds of this song, we have to make that wherever that five seconds is in any song that shit better slap. So, I mean, we just, it, it's like for the social media, like, of course we kind of have to figure out what people like, you know, but as far as the music, we pretty much do what we want with that. I think when people find out like what we have and what we sound like and that 
you know, we don't suck as people, it's pretty hard to fail. You know, you got good music and you don't suck. Like all it takes is being like existing basically, you know what I mean? So that's the thing, just keep and like an almost saying, keep rolling out these songs that we've had, you know, for really a couple of years now, like this song, what, how long have we had this song for Noma? Like, so Go is actually like four years old. Yeah. So we, we record like way ahead of time. So we're hoping that continually doing that in the future, we're always going to be releasing music. Like we're never going to have a, you know, six month period or whatever, where you're not going to hear anything new. So I think it's just keeping that uh, repertoire of material for people to look at so when they do find that interest and in whatever random thing it is that we have enough for them to go and look back on and learn kind of who you are you know because of course once people learn who you are like I said if you don't suck and you got good music well it's got it going on that's all it takes you know yeah so I mean a lot more than that but you know the the bare bones of things just don't suck and don't be a douche, you know, you'll be all right. <laughs> That's how you get started. I mean, basically, it is what it is. <laughs> the, 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 I'll also say this the scene is smaller than you think. It's very smaller. Than, yeah. it's, it's much smaller than you think. So the relationships that you foster, they matter. Yep. They matter. So just like yep. Lucy was saying, don't be a dick. Like, yeah, there's a reason for that because yeah. somebody knows somebody who knows somebody who's like, oh, yeah, either that person's fucking awesome or yeah, don't fuck with that person because they're a piece of shit. Yeah. yeah, there's so much connective tissue between like, especially DIY bands. Like in Twitter, like there's like a whole circuit of just people who are doing amazing things and are supporting each other and uplifting each other. And it's so cool to like kind of be on the outskirts and see that and like see all these people like going for it i mean you guys included um going for releasing music and wanting to do more yeah like there's there's so many god dude there's so many talented bands yeah yeah. that's the thing like and like it's not it's not a crowded marketplace like don't get me wrong yes there's thousands of songs being released every single day yada 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 but like i think the thing that's been really cool is the fact that like you know, before, like a couple of years ago, like it was always like every band for themselves and the scene was really cutthroat and it was really like a lot of like negativity because it was like this group of people stole our fans and fuck this band because we have silly fucking rap beef with them. Like like the, the energy was so toxic and so negative. Mm-hmm. And what I love to see now, especially with like the DIY bands that I see on Twitter is a lot of fucking love for each other. Like they are just in there cheering each other on and rooting for each other and celebrating everyone's wins. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that's the way it should be. We, we talk about building a scene. Like the scene only thrives when everyone lifts each other up, when everyone supports each other, when everyone's like, yo, this band is sick. They just dropped a single. Like you should listen to that. Like we love them. You should love them too. Like, Mm-hmm. the only way we all win is if we all collectively realize that, that like yes we're all friends and yes we there's a fair amount of crossover but there will always be things that make us unique from the other band and we'll find our people through that 
Mm -hmm. So like the things that make us unique, we'll find the people who really fuck with us, those super fans, those will be the things that propel our career. But the things that offer a lot of crossover, let's celebrate that. Let's celebrate the fact that like, you know, this band from LA fucks with this band from Baltimore who also fucks with this band from Texas. Like it's all related and we're all just cheering each other on. And that's super cool. I love it. Yeah, we're like, it's like a big fat family of all different genres, really, which is super sick. So it's, it's pretty, as you, like we're saying, like even the world itself, like is a lot smaller than you think. So, you know, we're just going to keep not sucking and keep not being pieces of shit. <laughs> we'll see what happens. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Absolutely. Right. So shifting gears, we talked about like what people are looking for in like the music they find and like getting attention. So I want to ask both of you, how do you find cool, interesting music? For me, really, and this is probably really lame, but I go to Spotify and we'll find bands that I like and just click on whoever, whoever it is radio. And of course they have like, you know, similar bands. That's honestly how I do it. I'll go to different playlists um you know search different artists that are like really kind of small like we're talking about like diy bands and then from there put on their radio and it just pops up random shit and i'll just listen to everything and whatever piques my interest man i'll go follow them and you know subscribe to their youtube and do the same thing that i hope they do for us when yeah. when they hear our stuff you know but yeah i mean honestly mine's through spotify 90 i would say like 95 percent of the time and the other five percent is either live shows or like YouTube, you know, just like the next thing pops up and you're like, what is this gift? You know, <laughs> like, like to be surprised. So Spotify, man, that's definitely the number one. And what about you, Noma? So for me, it's a, it's a combination of, of things. It's either I found them on, so Twitter has been a real big, a big way for me to discover like some of the DIY bands that I'm really like super into. So it's either Twitter or TikTok or um, or Instagram or I don't use Spotify, I use Apple Music, but like I love Spotify Discovery. Um, mm -hmm. For me, really, like the bands that or the artists that I've really started kind of connecting with have all been bands or bands I've seen mentioned on Twitter because that's kind of where a lot of my randomness lives and it's probably the app I check the most next to TikTok. So I've been really dialing on that and I've just found really cool bands and I just like well, throw them into like Apple Music or Spotify and I'll find a, a song and I'm just like, oh, I really rock with this. And then I just try to, honestly, I try to make friends with them. Like I literally am only on Twitter just so we can like be friends with bands that I like. Hell yeah. <laughs> That's literally it. I just I just want to be friends with people. For sure. I mean, so we're already kind of in this vein. Who are some bands or artists out there that you feel like deserve more love than they're currently getting right now? Oh, Oof. man. Okay. My, uh, mine are all metal. So. I mean, there's no genre no, here go. on the show. Go for it. Go for it. Yeah, go um, off. One that's already pretty, pretty decent size, but I think is an amazingly impressive band is Hiatus Coyote. Is very much like experimental. Um, it's got like jazz influence. It's very just like uh, super chill. They're amazing. Definitely go listen to them if you haven't heard them. They've 
it's a female fronted and she's got a beautiful voice. The instrumentals by themselves are just beautiful. So hiatus coyote. And then, um, man, who else after that? That's the first one that popped up in my head. Um, Anoma, go. I'm on the spot. <laughs> it's like as soon as you try to think of stuff, it's just like nothing. But, um, like, what do you want to so, listen to? And you're like, I mean, so number one with the bullet is our boys from Florida, Never Tell. Mm-hmm. Like, oh my God. Holy shit. Talk about an incredibly talented band. Like, they. They are what I feel Linkin Park could have been. Oh. They're pretty great. They're great. Like, they're straight up amazing. Like, Mm -hmm. not only are they just, like, genuinely great people, Mm -hmm. but holy fuck, they produce their own music, and their shit sounds amazing. So, them, for sure. Um, Mm -hmm. After them... um, Definitely got to give love to my my boys from North Carolina, Lowborn. Like they write some incredibly catchy pop songs. Like just like, oh my god! Like there's the song "Catching Feelings" or the song "It's You" or "Help." Uh, it's June 9th. Like in about an hour, they're dropping a new song called uh, "I Hope You Hate It." And nice. Is, like it's super catchy. I've heard that chorus so many times. Like I'm just like. Oh, this chorus hits like yes. they are so good they are so yeah. good I, I guarantee you need to check them out like they're legit um so never tell uh lowborn i would definitely say like in the morning for sure like amanda and her team based out of la honey revenge based out of la um house parties from dallas they're fucking great um god they're so there's so many bands like we, I mean, if you're not also um, shout out to some Baltimore bands, a uh, nightlife. If you're not rocking nightlife, nightlife, like, is... I don't know what you're doing. Yeah, Mixing I don't know out. what you're doing. Nightlife, like they're oh. crazy good. That dude's voice is it's audio silk. I got yep. to interview Hansel for my old podcast, um, like right before new low dropped and i did not realize how much of just like a miracle that was because we were in like a group chat and like oh yeah we have an ep coming out and so they they're gracious enough to be like hey yeah i'll be on the podcast and amazing amazing people and also just amazing music and i can't wait oh yeah do and i mean hansel's also just killing it as a producer as a producer like hansel romero chef's kiss <laughs> yeah no he's he's insanely talented like and they're so crazy good like nightlife is so crazy good um i would definitely be remiss if i didn't give love to uh our boy julian and dylan from loveless like but they don't need our help at this point they, they've blown up they're doing all right yeah they're, awesome. they've blown up to the point where like i'm i'm honestly surprised that they answered my text yeah, yeah. like they're, very they're, yeah they're, they're blowing up but julian is such a fucking force of nature like literally so insanely talented so insanely driven smart they execute at a high level like they're crazy like if you like love that type that's that scene music like they are the perfect perfect example 
of of all of that done well, extremely well. For sure, like, they're they're incredible. Um, God, there's so there's a there's another band that I literally just found out about like the other day. Like I'm actually like hopping into my my Apple Music to make sure that oh um versus me like literally lucy i actually need to send you their um their spotify okay like literally holy dick like their song down is fucking crazy okay i'm gonna have to go check them out yeah send me a link because i want to hear it now yeah i'm like i'm doing it now because i don't want to forget it because and they're friends of ours um because it's just it's, it's all like just bands that were that we all kind of like know each other through one person or another, or we have a bunch of right. mutual friends. But like, yeah, I just sent you their their Spotify link to their song that I, I've known them for a while, but I just really like did a dive on them. And man, that's all hits. Okay. Like okay. it hits, like it's it's very much metal quarry, like very much in the vein of like I Prevail. So okay. if you fuck with so if you fuck with that, you're gonna fuck with this song. Like nice, sick. No, it's gotta be good. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I, mean, like, I heard my phone go off, so I'm ready to listen as soon as we're done. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then um, let's see. Another band like now they're this band is signed to Epitaph, but like I've started kind of like trying to become friends with them. Oh, two other bands, sorry. Like the list goes on. Um, so there's a band, another band from North Carolina called Forever May Fall um they've been super super supportive of our band and showing us a lot of love uh so i would be remiss if i didn't return the favor like they're super super kind cole and his wife like they're like this amazing team they're just writing really great like hard rock songs like it's solid stuff it's really really good and then um uh who's on oh magnolia park from florida like they're fucking crazy good like they're signed to Epitaph, so they're doing all right. They're gonna be all right. Yeah. You know, but that's but, sick. Good for them. But they're like they're so cool. And their singer, Josh and I, like, we've bonded over anime, just of all things. We're both, you know, black alt kids from the scene, like who definitely know what it's like to grow up and like not fit in and yeah. like love anime and all this geek shit. And then we just just connected on that. And I I am excited for them because I really do think that they're going to do something crazy, crazy huge. Hell yeah. Good for them. That's so sick. You're so nice, Anuma. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I love bands. I love music and I love us having like a really healthy scene because we didn't have that like when I was like, it sounds like kids, but like they are kids to me. Like I didn't have that when I was their age and growing up in the scene. Like it was really cutthroat and toxic and not supportive. And now everyone is super inclusive. Everyone's super inviting. Everyone wants everyone to win. And so it's cool to be the elder emo in all of this and to see them all like thrive and support each other. It's fucking beautiful. It is. It's so nice. Like every time I go to a show, there's always like just somebody that knows somebody and then I meet a friend of a friend and then they become a friend. It's just like a big old family reunion a family you didn't even know you had like we're I think we're pretty I think we're pretty lucky you know really because it's not all everybody just hating on each other now so <laughs> pretty nice sure so I have the last question of the night and this is a new segment because I was fucking around with my roommate while I was getting ready to record and 
like he was like I was like what's the question you're gonna ask the band and he just stood there and he asked the question and I was like you know what I'm gonna do from now on for every guest I interview I'm going to ask him to give me a random question to ask the band and this is the first time doing it so we're gonna see how it goes and if it goes well we're gonna keep doing it and if it doesn't you'll never hear the segment ever again (laughs) Alan's question for you guys was what is your favorite condiment mayonnaise mayonnaise easily bro i'm sorry just mayonnaise on french fries on french fries bro it's a french thing my family is french my great 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 grandparents came from france and it is amazing i'm not trying to french shame but mayo Uh. on fries yeah, what in the caucasity are you talking about? I know, bro. I know. I knew somebody had to say it. You that know, is like literally like Lucy, like, that I swear to you, that is the whitest thing I think I, I literally my grandma ever heard about the one that told life. me that. Look, I thought it was disgusting when I was a kid because I would always see my grandma like I'm like, that's like nasty, not miracle with actual mayo is delicious it's so good and i had another cajun family that i was friends with and they put mayonnaise in their beans and rice bro like so I don't, like beans and, ri- beans and rice beans and rice has enough seasonings where that would add a, a nice level of creaminess to it's it like, so like right well you so, gotta so, think like crispy fry creamy you know man it's good man it's kind of salty you know yeah. You're fighting a battle alone here. I'm sorry. I know. Yeah, all, yeah. You you are loaded know, by I'm yourself on that shit. I also like love anchovies and like really bitter shit. So I, I know I have weird taste buds. That's okay though. <laughs> yeah, like I honest shit. I'm honestly reevaluating so many things like that. Is, right. You're like, yeah, I gotta go. <laughs> yeah, that you're in, a, you're in a band for some number of years and you don't know their favorite condiments, mayos. This is <laughs> this is why you come to this like, podcast to get the hardening information yeah, about your band. Seriously, you, you think you know someone, right? Honestly, yeah, like, like, I was like, I, I, but I've had this person next to me for this many years, and this is how they think, <laughs> and, you, and this is how you let me down. Uh, <laughs> what the. Yeah. Hey, is, listen. We're, I'm a, you've, been, you've been talking I'm a, a lot, so you gotta come up with the heat. Well, oh, what's your no, like, I'm a, So, like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna front. I'm a basic bitch with the shit. Like, I, I'll be very, I'll be very real with you. Like, I like mustard. Yeah, simple yellow mustard. Like mustard. Okay. Yeah, like it, it, it is. It, it's a weird thing because, like, I. So, I I like mustard. Like, it's great on sandwiches. I also dip my fries in it. Um, like it's I don't know it's a nice like alternative. Like to me, like to ketchup. Although Whataburger spicy ketchup is undefeated, that undefeated. So hard, bro. You know what? I will fight someone over that. Like, <laughs> you up. don't want these hands. You don't. I didn't. I didn't know. Speaking of Whataburger, that they have my second on the list would be the Jalapeno Ranch from Whataburger because I didn't know it existed, and then my best friend Stephanie got like little nuggets. And she's like, can I get a side of the jalapeno? And I was like, what is that? And I tried it. Hands down, like, one of the best shits on the face of the planet. Like, definitely try it if you haven't had it. It's delicious. Absolutely. Go try it, bro. I'm telling you. It's better than mayonnaise with your fries. <laughs> uh, full circle. 
Well, I mean, anything's better than man. I, man, yeah. what? I, 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 you know what? I'm just, I'm just mad about the wrong thing. <laughs> I'm going to be quiet because mine's is Demon's Hours. What is it? Horseradish. What? Oh, oh man. Because I'm thinking man. about like a good like roast beef sandwich or like just with like that horseradish. See, that does slap on a roast beef or on oysters, TBH. Okay, nah, you lost me there. See, nobody like I just eat everything. Oh, right, really? Okay, no, 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 no. Time out. So oysters are the line. You're gonna yeah. throw something but as ridiculous <laughs> as horseradish. Oh, like the man. fact that you threw out horseradish, you're like, oh, we're like mayo, mustard, horseradish. Like, right? That was <laughs> like, like that was yeah, that's the fucking. That's the haymaker of the whole conversation. Why do you think I was very quiet? <laughs> I, honestly, you were you were right to be reserved. That's a- <laughs> You're like, good, keep that to yourself. <laughs> oh man, I oh boy. We are we're we're taking this to some very real places right now. This is why you right? start this is why you end with this type of question because it's if you start it like this, the trust is dissolved. It's too late now. We can't right. get this. <laughs> we, Imagine trying to do an hour of this after we talked about this. Yeah, we're burning bridges left and right with this. <laughs> or maybe it could, might be the good intro. We'll see. We got I got experiment with the segment. So this, this is I mean, let's, I'm sorry again. Being... That was fun. Yeah. No. Now I <laughs> yeah. know horseradish bro <laughs> yeah i um, i got shit poor. for my mayonnaise and like you like a root you like <laughs> bro you yeah. put that bitch in a blender he said <laughs> <laughs> I'm how am i getting yeah. inflamed on my own I podcast you're oil. just like mm, spicy dirt <laughs> <laughs> yeah. i eat i want to eat my sandwich and be like why is it spicy Oh, oh my, my god. god. <laughs> spicy, root, spicy dirt. That's amazing. I mean, I mean, yeah. I do like horseradish though. I'm not going to lie. Horseradish See? is still in my heart. <laughs> exactly. Ah, uh, look. I will I will I will live on an island by myself without horseradish. Like and be perfectly okay with that. Like just Well, like, oh, well I, again, it depends cuz I'm I'm granted, I'm not putting it on my fucking fries. I'm right, not putting yeah, horseradish on fries. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. You know, that sounds a little weird. But on yeah. sandwiches and sandwich like objects. There you go. Sandwich like objects. Hot dogs. Oh shit. I saw that. <laughs> we have oh, off the rails. You know why? Because I live in Second Ward and there was just a notification that somebody got shot down the road from me. <laughs> well, yeah. Wow. That, yeah, we 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 both live in the hood, so we're welcome to Houston. Hey. In the Heights, yeah. Washington Heights. Yeah, right? <laughs> but I yeah, think with be. that, we've opened up, after opening up Pandora's box, I think we need to close it quickly. Yes. Um, guys, bo- <laughs> both of you, thank you so much for being on the podcast. This was so much fun. Please go yes. and check out the latest single. Go wherever you stream Quona Music. Haunter. Thank you so much. This was a Thanks blast. Thanks for having us, man. That was a blast. Even Anytime. though it was horseradish. <laughs> We still love it. Honestly, <laughs> I'm just, uh, I'm just not. That's just, just doesn't sit right with me. That just, seems, that just seems like a mistake. Like, are you sure? Yes. Did I stutter? Uh, you did. You did not. You did not. You. You said that. With, you said that with some confidence. I said with some bass in my voice. <laughs> yeah, you said it with your whole chest. Horseradish. Let's go. <laughs> just-
Horse radish. Horse radish. <laughs>